Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to tonight's show, the first report. We can't wait to get into all the topics of the day. And Cowboys discussion, Dallas Cowboys football, brought to you by Cowboys blog, Cowboys Corners. Is serious? Come on, man. Let's do this. Let's do this. All right, guys. So we got a lot to go to to get through today as we hit the hump day button and closer to Sunday. And Cowboys play the Patriots at 325 Central Time. Uh, but we'll get into that. But first, guys. The big news of the day, all right. Mike McCarthy press conference, a lot of good little nuggets that came out of this. Uh, but before we get into that, shout out to everybody in the chat box. Appreciate everybody joining us live and on the replay. Make sure you guys pound that like button like you would your Saturday night night <laughs> side piece, right, Mike? That's right. Dang, dude. <laughs> all right, guys. So yeah, man. So. Shout out to all you guys out there. Can't do this without you. Mike, good game last week. Keep the momentum going before we get to the news of the day. Quick a quick hit on uh, what did you like from, from the game there with uh, the Giants, man? What stood out the most for you there? The Giants can't capitalize on points. That's what I liked. I mean, we had a couple of turnovers. We gave them good field position. The defense did a fantastic job. Uh, they missed the field goal on one. They 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 uh, didn't didn't cash in on the other one, so that was real good. Um, unfortunately, you know Daniel Jones and Shaquan for that team went out. But I like the way our team uh, put put the pedal to the metal in that third quarter. Don't matter who's playing, next man up mentality. Uh, as we know, Cowboys have been horrible uh, at that in recent years. This year, a whole nother story. We got a lot of players out just as much as the Giants do, right? So. Uh, I, I, I did not like the offensive play early. I thought they came out sluggish, sloppy. I mean, the sounds of the sidelines, Zach Martin's like, this was not a good game. And they're like, well, it was a win. It's the NFL. I'll take it. But they got a lot to clean up on that offensive side of the ball. It looks like they didn't practice half the time. But they need to get that cleaned up. I mean, that, and they still put up 40 points even with sluggish offense. So this team's going somewhere. Yeah, they, they, they really are. There are. Uh, going places this year. This is not your 2020, 2019. This is not a Garrett team. This is kind of what I'm taking away from the whole the whole shebang is that uh, these guys are coming with the heat. You know, like you said, they did start out a little, a little sluggish, a little um, flat-footed on both sides of the ball, not just the offense but the defense too. And, uh, you know, kept the Giants in the game into the half. But what, what, I, what I like is the second-half adjustments. This team is a second-half team, so – you know, when, when we get to, to talk about the game here with the Patriots, you know, um, no matter how that first half starts, I have faith in this team now that those second half adjustments will kick into gear, turbo button, and the ass whooping will begin. So <laughs> but we'll talk a little bit more about that game here in a minute. But, Mike, wonderful game. Cowboys 4-1. and one. We have this one more game coming up, and then we hit the bye week. Uh, as far as, like, uh, player injuries and this sorts of thing, they asked Mike McCarthy in the press conference about some of these players. The one that popped up for me was Kelvin Joseph doing individual drills now. So very close to coming back. You know, when you start doing these individual drills, um, you know, it's, it's definitely one step closer. You know what I mean? So the rehab is going well by all indications. But, Mike, how excited are you about getting Kelvin Joseph likely – 
we probably won't see him Sunday, although it is a possibility, but I, I don't think you'll see him Sunday. But, you know, after the bye week, how exciting is that to get Kelvin Joseph back into the mix on this explosive defense? No. Uh, first of all, big shout out to Ryan. Mario, Mario Flores, appreciate your thoughts and concerns, brother. Much appreciated. Big shout out to you guys. But, no, man, I, I and people might hate me for this, dude. I think it's Anthony Brown's spot unless something chaotic happens. I mean, we're talking about a rookie here. Yes, Trayvon Diggs and it was drafted right around where, you know, Kelvin Joseph was drafted. I get all that, right? But Trayvon Diggs is looking like a once-in-a-lifetime player, a once-in-a-generation player, right? Um, Troy Aikman compared Trayvon Diggs to, to Deion Sanders Sunday, all right? <clears throat> but – Anthony Brown got a pick six. He's been responding to criticism well, and I think he's playing more fluent, right? Kelvin Joseph didn't look too flashy in the preseason. If I don't, re, I, I can't recall the preseason, but I can't remember saying Joe Kelvin Joseph is your one, your day one starter. I remember saying Maurice Kennedy. I remember saying Nashawn Wright a lot. Was I saying Kelvin Joseph a lot in the preseason? I can't remember, but I don't think so. I can't remember me saying Kelvin Joseph a lot, right? So I think it's Anthony Brown's spot. However, it's great depth behind Anthony Brown if somebody goes down or if we have to bench somebody. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think what, what does excite me about it is the depth that you're going to get there because it, it is a long season, 17 games this year, obviously. So eventually you would think maybe someone gets dinged up and it's good to have that uh, that safety net and you know he's got to get he's got to get a snap now and Sean Wright has been active um you know for these games and um you know he like you said you mentioned uh, in the preseason it was more in Sean Wright than it was Kelvin Joseph but then I think towards the end it kind of it kind of evened out a little bit you started hearing more of uh, Kelvin making some more plays but uh yeah, man, we didn't we didn't see him in the preseason. I mean, he was, I mean, he 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 had some uh, some snaps out there, but you know, he he got injured here at, at the end of it, and uh, I think that really really slowed his progression down significantly. You know, you think about Trayvon Diggs, like you said, you know, um, second round player, but definitely a first round talent, and really looking the part. Kelvin Joseph has a long ways to go. Like you said, I, I'm, I'm with you. I think they're going to stick with Anthony Brown at the end of the day. They like him. Trevon Diggs likes him. Trevon Diggs uh, credits him, uh, you know, Anthony Brown in, in his progression, saying that you know he, he you know he was he played a big deal in, in in getting him to where he's at today. So, you know, from outside looking in, from the fans, you know, that maybe they don't they don't see that part of it, but uh, I think the front office is a big fan of Anthony Brown. Trayvon Diggs is a big fan of him. And I think those together, it's going to be a little bit of an uphill battle for Kelvin Joseph, you know, at, at least for this year. You know what I mean? Now, they drafted him high, so eventually, you know, he'll he'll get his time. But there's no rush. You know what I mean? There's no rush for some of these players because this team has really turned it around, Mike. You know, 360, 180 degrees, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, let's talk about that, though, Joe, because we, 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 we've been up here for a couple of years now pleading for some balance instead of having a kick-ass offense and a sorry defense or a good defense and a sorry offense we haven't had a great balance joe now do we have that balance 
Yeah, it's it's pretty close. It's pretty close. Um, there's still work to be done, but they're they're definitely heading in the right direction. You know what I mean? Like I I wouldn't say we're a player away. Like I know there's a lot of excitement right now, and then when the bye week gets here, there's gonna be people talking about let's make trades, let's go get Aaron Donald and all this stuff. Well, dude, <laughs> we know what the Cowboys are all about. They're not gonna make any crazy trades. If they do, it'll be like a mid-level type of guy. But uh, nevertheless, we will talk about that during the bye week. We'll, we'll kick around some stuff. But um, they like their players, Mike, and that's just how they have been under Stephen Jones. And, uh, you know, they, they extended Anthony Brown for a reason. And uh, yeah. he's, he's really playing really well this year. I think Al Harris, Coach Harris, is a, get, should get a lot of credit to, to the progression of the secondary players because – you know, we thought Chris Richard was going to do something with him, and we didn't see much. We didn't see much of anything. But Al Harris, the pedigree, I hated when we played with him, with the Eagles and the Packers. I thought he was a menace, really good player. And I know that he's coaching these guys up to be that similar type of player. I mean, if you guys are are old enough to remember, you know, Al Harris back in the day, the way he played, you see some of that in Trayvon Diggs, how he's playing, man, with a lot of swagger and really attacking the ball, Mike. Yeah, yeah. No, I I, I just think, you know, we credit Al Harris. I, I, big shout-out to Dan Quinn. I mean, just just what he's the, – the communication. I mean, when when's the last time the defense looked out of place? Like, Dan Quinn came in here and he talked about communication has to be perfect. And they ran like a whole bunch of different things there in training camp about communication. I really think that is translating on the field um, because I mean, you, you players are right where they're supposed to be. You see linebackers, you see you see KZ curse, you see those guys communicating to the linebackers, linebackers communicating to the D linemen. It's just incredible, Joe. Mm. And this is what normal good de- – this is what top 10 defenses look like. Cowboys haven't had it in a long time. Mm-hmm. And now we're, we're actually getting, getting a- being able to mm-hmm. see what a talented defense looks like. No, you hit it right on the head, man, because it's not something we're used to. It's, it's kind of foreign to some of us because we haven't seen this high level of football in a long time in Dallas. It was all talk for, for years under Garrett, hot boys and all this other BS crap out there. There's no nicknames right now. And, and I want it to stay like that. I want to just, you know, put your nose in there and, and get to work and, you know, bring bring your sack lunch and, and get after the quarterback. And that's what they're doing under Dan Quinn. You know, I think they're really, um, you know, bringing that message along with, with these players. And uh, there's a lot of hunger. <laughs> you know what I mean? You have a lot of youth here. Almost fifty percent roster churn, you know, after after they let go of uh, Jalen Smith. So that, it's almost half your team has been revamped over a season. So yeah. young young players, fast, speed, hungry. Mike, expand on that for me, bro. No, I mean we 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 talked about Will McClay and free agents, right? But look at the free agents he brought in this year, Carlos Watkins. Uh, everybody was like, who's that? He's he's starting, number 91. You got mm-hmm. a big urban out there. Make you know, he, he gets he gets lost sometimes in that defensive line, but he he gets he makes more plays than I would say Tyron Crawford. I'm being I'm being honest, right? Um so you look at 
those he brought in some some free agents in here. I think we're having some technical difficulties. You still there, Mike? Yeah, can y'all hear me? Yeah. Yeah, you froze up there for a second. You were saying they brought in some free agents. Yeah, they, they, they brought in free agents like KZ. And when's the last time, you know, we, we had players come in here looking sharp, Joe? Mm, yeah. No, it, it, you it's, know? it's exactly what it is, looking and sharp. Then, and, then, and then you draft all these defensive players? You didn't, you know, you talk about uh, Oso Diggy Zua. You talk about, uh, you know, drafting Trayvon Diggs, Kelvin Joseph. Um, so many players on this defense side of the ball. Golston looking like a steal. You got Jabril Cox hitting the lights out of quarterbacks, right? Um, that's why Jalen Smith was cut is because you allocate those draft picks. I read somewhere, Joe, on Twitter that it said we would have lost C.D. Lamb. We would have lost Trayvon Diggs, Oso Odigizua, if we traded for Jamal Adams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look what we got, and look what the Seahawks got. They got regrets. We got future. Yeah, that that was that was scary. We avoided the landmine. Um, I was never, I was never on board on 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 that trade whatsoever. But you know, fans fall in love for for the name for the possibilities of of having a doomsday defense. But it doesn't take. It takes more than one player, and the Seahawks are finding that out the hard way. You know, they they really have, they don't have any draft picks. They're struggling. You know what I mean? So mm. while they got the shiny Ferrari on the defense, there it's not doing it's not doing them any any anything. So, but the Cowboys have done really well. Like you said, I don't CD think that's a shiny Ferrari. I think that's Osa Odigizua is doing his thing. So. Yeah, man, I, I really cannot wait to see what, what this defense does against the, the Patriots. It's going to be another challenge here. Now, Mike, let's talk about um, so another player here that, that's coming that should be here pretty soon, and we're talking about Lyle Collins. So Lyle Collins, you know, tried to get out of the, the suspension over the last two weeks. It was a failed attempt. And uh, so now, you know, he's set to come back for Minnesota. So he won't be here this week after the bye. Minnesota will be when he's able to come back. Mike, what is the future of Lyle Collins with uh, the Cowboys this season and possibly in the future? What do you think uh, the future holds for Lyle Collins? Everybody in the chat box, let me know as well. Lyle Collins. If I was Lyle, dude, I'd be so embarrassed. You know, you got to have your quarterback talk about if you ever brought 10000 Ever heard? Yeah, let's say we're listening like to some technical uh, difficulties I there. Have with oh, I'll be right back. Yeah, you might might want to reboot the router, bro. <laughs> Dallas Cowboys fan 1980 with the super chat. Appreciate you, bro. Great show, guys. Appreciate you. Uh, Mike's gonna get that uh, Wi-Fi fixed there, so he'll he'll be back here in just a minute. Appreciate you. Hit my boy up, Dallas Cowboys fan 1980. Appreciate you, bro. Always showing the love. Appreciate you, bro. Um, but yeah, man, I'll, I'll go ahead and hit up on on the future there of Lyle Collins. Um, you know, I've kind of I've kind of been looking around to see what's going on there. I've I've seen some videos from from Kavanaugh and some some others, uh, you know, on Twitter about discussing it. And um, you know, I, I think Terrence still has played very well. I, I wouldn't even say he's adequate. I, I would say he's played very well. 
quick off the line, making blocks. We haven't skipped a beat. You know what I mean? So when we talk about Lyle Collins, you know, I, if you want to change the culture of this team, in my opinion, you want to make sure that that player, Lyle Collins, is in shape and ready to go. You don't want to put him out there if he's not 100% ready to go because that that hurts the team. So first of all, I don't want to give the player immediately the starting position back yet. You know what I mean? This isn't Dak Prescott or, or Ezekiel Elliott. You know, it's Lyle Collins. While he's a really good player, you know, he's still uh, – he's got to earn his keep. You know what I mean? He's, he's had some knucklehead moves here recently. So, you know, let him earn this to come back here, you know. Cowboys corner so you got to see – you got to see about that. If he's going to be ready, if he's ready, yeah, go ahead and put him in there. So that's where I'm at on Lyle Collins. Let's see how he looks in the bye week. You know, if he's in shape, get some practices under his belt. Maybe he doesn't start Minnesota, and I wouldn't be shocked by that. But if he does, that's good because you know that he's in shape and ready to go, and the staff is going to put out a good um, – you know that the staff is going to put out a good team out there. You know what I mean? They, they don't want to put – where Dak Prescott might get injured and put a, a sloppy Lyle Collins out there. So there's a lot of moving parts here going on with that with Lyle Collins. But, uh, you know, either way you cut it, you have good depth there at, at the tackle position. That's another area that, that we've we've suffered for a long time. You know what I mean? You, you've had, you know, Irving, Cam Irving come in. You've had um, the Chaz Green experiment was a complete disaster. Uh, and, and and even Terrence still last year, his rookie year, undrafted out of Texas Tech, he didn't look good. Uh, it took him a long time to get going, but he's had an an, an amazing turnaround, Mike. So, uh, you know, talking about Lyle Collins here, I want to get your 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 uh, quick uh, your analysis on where he's at on the team right now. Does he get the job back after the bye week versus Minnesota? What's your thoughts on this? Did you hear me? Yeah. Okay, cool. Anyway, yeah, I, I think uh, I don't know if he does. I honestly don't know if he does get his job back, Joe, because Aaron Steele's there. Can, can, and I haven't looked at the numbers yet. I need to look at the numbers, but if you train him, do you, do you save some cap, salary cap space to pay people? You know, I wouldn't mind seeing LBE on a franchise tag or something, you know, um, play one more year. But I, I don't know if he does get his job back. I, I think he's put on notice, just like Tank Lawrence, too. Um, well, this is, a, this, this is a whole new coaching staff, right? This coaching staff has a lot more power than say, right? So um, I think it's going to be pretty interesting to see what happens with Lyell, if he gets his job back, then he's set. He's probably going to finish out his contract. If he don't, he's on the trading block. No, no, I, I agree, man. Because, yeah, if he's if he's not ready for Minnesota, then there's something going on here. The team might, you know, behind the scenes might be looking at still as being the future of this. You know what I mean? And um, there's a, <laughs> you know what I mean? There's, there's a possibility of that. So, honestly, guys, I won't be – I won't be shocked either way. I won't be shocked if Steele stays there, you know, uh, during Minnesota, and I won't be shocked if Lyle comes back. You know what I mean? So, like I said, with a lot of the team this year, there, we have a lot of good problems on hand. Now, Mike, you made a good point as far as a trade bait type of deal, right? Like, you know, if, if you feel like you have enough 
capital here on the offensive line. Maybe you, you look into uh, using, you know, one of these offensive linemen as, as a trade possibility during the bye week. You know what I mean? So um, that's always a possibility. I think the big issue here that, that kind of um, would kind of uh, deter me from, from trading an offensive lineman like a tackle right now if we're talking about Lyle, would be you don't know what you have in uh, in Josh Ball right now. I think not knowing what you have in this player right now kind of deters you from from making some, some kind of move. Like if you really wanted to, hey, we have Lyle, you know, Pittsburgh, do you want a guy? Your offensive line sucks. Do you want this guy? Let's give me TJ Watt. No, <laughs> I'm playing. That won't happen. But you know what I'm saying? Like, there will be teams calling because the, the depth is so good. I, the teams are seeing the same thing we are. They see that Steel is kicking ass out here right now. You, we have depth there with Lyle Collins. Somebody might might call. You know, and it'll be up to the Cowboys front office to see, you know, do you do you want to keep going here or what do you want to do? Now, the other part of the suspension, Mike, is that the reason a big reason why Lyle Collins was fighting this uh, suspension was He's no longer guaranteed $6.48 million for next year uh, for injury. So if he gets injured, that's money that, that he will not get. And that's a, that's pretty big money. That's $6.48 million that is voided off next year's contract. Okay. So the way the, the, the way the Cowboys have made these contracts, you know, it's usually after three years they can get out of these type of deals, you know, um, a lot of people said you they weren't going to cut Jalen Smith this year, yada, yada, whatever. They did it. Same deal with, with Lyle. Next year, if they wanted to, they could do it if they wanted to. Uh, Lawrence, I mean, the, it, the whole cap myth, it's a little bit of a myth as far as like, oh, there's no cap space to make certain kinds of moves. But at the end of the day, they do. Now, Mike, what I want to talk about is, if you do it, let, what I want, to, what I want to happen is this. I'll be quite honest. I want Lyle Collins to, to be back, to be in shape. And then next year, if you don't, if you don't uh, want to keep Connor Williams, Hey, let's move Lyle to left guard. And that's that. I think we've all wanted him to go back to guard. Let Lyle be your left guard. Terrence still your right tackle. And maybe Connor McGovern has some competition there at center, and you are set. That offensive line could be monstrous, bro. Monstrous. Yeah. Yeah. So with next year, Lyle Collins, Joe, next year, if they cut him after June 1, it saves $10 million on the cap. Um, if they trade him, it's still $10 million on the cap. But if they, if they trade him, let's say he's a draft, if, even if. Let's say let's say he's a draft a draft day trade. Cowboys only save one point three million, so it's better. The only way you're gonna get rid of, rid of Lyle Collins and actually save money, Joe, is if you uh, post post cut him after the first of June next year. So um, if you're gonna be paying him this money, he needs to be starting when he's ready to rock and roll. Yeah. Yeah, so the storyline is going to be very interesting on Lyle Collins, uh, but he does give great value for the Cowboys this season and, you know, possibly moving forward. Like I said, like if you want to do some shuffling on that offensive line where you do let Connor Williams go, I think the mindset is that, you know, Connor Williams will leave, Connor McGovern slides into left guard, 
and you're good, right? But if you ask a fan right now what the weak link is on that offensive line, it's not Terrence Steele. Who is it? Who would you say it is, Mike? Oh, it's it's it's, it's Tyler Beatus, the center from Wisconsin. Yeah, and I think a lot of fans would, would agree that that is the weak link on the offensive line. So you hear about Connor McGovern getting some more snaps at center. Maybe the, this idea of a little bit of a shuffle for next season isn't quite out of the realm of reality, like I said. Like, maybe you do want to put Lyle at the left guard. I mean, he really excelled there, mauled people left and right at that position. I, I love Lyle better as a guard. I've never been a really big fan of him as a tackle. He's not the fastest out, out of snap. Not Versus Joey Bosa, I don't know if he would have done as, as good of a job because Terrence Steele's feet are a lot faster. He's way faster out, out the jump, and that really helped him up against Joey Bosa. I'm not so sure Lyle would have had um, as much success. Now, he beat you with his power, no doubt about that. So, But it's going to be an interesting conversation to have down the line. Down the line. It's going to be very interesting to see what they do here. Mario Flores I like this comment here. According to uh, Nick Eatman, the coaching staff believes Steele can be the next left tackle after Tyron. Also, people have said Lyle is in shape. So we haven't seen – well, I think we have seen Steele at, at left tackle in uh, the preseason. It didn't look too good. <laughs> I, I, I think would be scared for Dak if Terrence yeah. Steele was playing on the left side. He just learned the right side. Yeah, he just learned the right side. Um, so – you know, maybe, maybe there's something there to that. Yeah, and I, I I did hear that from from McCarthy as well. So that's good. You know, McCarthy did say that uh, he's been seeing Lyle Collins uh, on campus working out. So you have to believe that he's going to be in shape. He's not going to come in out of shape and screwing around. So um, it's very it's very interesting to see where this goes in the future. Long ball. You know what I mean, Mike? Yeah. Yeah, well, for sure. Uh, well, the only way we, they save money if they cut him after June 1 next year. Yeah. So I think he's going to be sticking around. You know, there's going to be a lot of conversation as far as, um, as far as like the bye week. There's going to be all kinds of trade talk. You know, people are going to be wanting to trade this person away, that person, this type of thing. So I'll just get ready from that. You'll see a lot of that from, from uh, various outlets, uh, YouTube and uh, print media. So. Get ready for that, guys. Um, the next topic here, Mike, the, the Patriots. Let's take a sneak peek of the New England Patriots. We're going to go on the road to Patriots land. Bill Belichick, off the cuff, what do, how do you think this game um, – how do you think this game looks? Yeah, I think – no, I think you've got to hit uh, Mac Jones in the mouth, Joe. I mean, he's completing 71.1% of his passes, and they don't have much of a running game. So any success that that offense has had has been on the back of Mac Jones, has been on the arm of Mac Jones, right? Um, they're, I mean, they, they got 400 total yards rushing, but their leading rusher is Damian Harris with 230 yards in five games, right? So there's, there, there's not much of a running game there. So we got to – Hit Mac Jones in the mouth. We got to hit him in the mouth early. We can't let him get in that rhythm of completing seventy-one percent of his passes, Joe. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, you, you hit it right on the head. That you get the pressure from the middle, 
and especially for these young players, because he's not the most mobile guy, right? I wouldn't even say – I would say from all the quarterbacks we've played this year, he's going to be the least mobile of the guys. You know what I mean? Like Sam Darnold was, uh, was one that was – you know, more of a traditional pocket passer, but had some mobility to him. He uses his wheels to, to score some points on us. So Sam Darnold, you know, he has some some um, some sneaky mobility to him. You know what I mean? And then uh, Daniel Jones, I think, is similar to that. He's got some sneaky wheels to him as well. But Mac Jones doesn't. <laughs> Mac Jones doesn't have uh, th- this type of ability. So bring that pressure and i think if you flush them out of the pocket uh, they're going to be in he's going to be in pretty big trouble you know i think that uh not very fast you know you saw you saw his 40 at the combine not the fastest but most quarterbacks aren't but if you're talking about you know the speed guys that we have on defense mike uh, it's going to be a long day for for mac jones you know i mean you think about the speed of uh you know um michael parsons jabril the steel cox also, Digizua, Mike, well, how do you feel about Mac Jones in this game outside of the the percentages that he has? Uh, well, you look at his leading wide receiver, Joe, and it's Jacoby, J- Jacoby Myers. He's tied 35th with 203 total yards receiving, Joe. Uh, I, I really think Trayvon Dace can handle him very well. He's 6'2", 200 pounds out of North Carolina State. And then, and then they got a tight end. Which when we got when you got a guy's name Keanu Neal, Micah Parsons, and LV, I'm not concerned about a tight end. And then uh, and then they got a Kendrick Bourne, Bourne, I think that's how you say it over there. They're not really making a lot of noise except that Jacoby uh, Myers. I mean, he don't you know don't let him he don't let him and Mac Jones have that connection. But I I, I have full confidence in our corners to stop that. They don't have a running game. I I. I I think we hold them to, to a field goal, maybe one touchdown. Seriously. Yeah, that's it's going to be interesting to see how that how that shakes up for sure. Uh, Shogun Drummond, the super chat, appreciate you, bro. Keep up the great content, fellas. Uh, great shout out to 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 Mike as well. There, uh, appreciate Mike, great co-host indeed. Battling through COVID and in, in the family there, Mike. So a, a true uh, warrior here, showing up for the for the Frisco report. You know, I asked Mike earlier, are, are, are you good to go? Are you okay? Like, I even felt kind of embarrassed to ask him, you know what I mean? Because family comes first, guys, right? But Mike, true champion, true warrior, coming through the clutch, man. Appreciate you, Mike. Hey, my word is my bond, man. I, I'd say I'm coming. I'm coming. Wife's getting better. I know I, I said on my post-game video, uh, my wife's in the hospital with COVID. She's been in there tomorrow. will be six days. Hopefully that six days, the last day we get her home, uh, obviously give her some rest, but also give her some uh, six days of overdue love that she deserves. So uh, thank you guys for the thoughts. I know Mario reached out earlier in the show. I do appreciate you guys for reaching out. And uh, Joe, I do appreciate you reaching out. I mean, Joe reached out almost every day. So I do appreciate that too. Absolutely, man. <clears throat> Absolutely. We come a tight knit family here at Cowboys blog and a lot of our subscribers as well. Um, Appreciate all the conversation in the chat box, man. Showing all the love here. Um, <clears throat> as we continue here, April Showers, great seeing her in the chat box. Appreciate April showing up here in the clutch as well. She's a great subscriber of the channel. Appreciate you, April. The 94s with the $5 super chat. Uh, Pats have a few holes in their O-line, which will help our front four 
bring pressure to Mac Jones. Yeah, I agree, man. That offensive line, you know, they've they've tried to throw draft picks at it, and you know, when they it seems like when the Patriots find an offensive lineman, they kind of let them go and, and hit free agency, and so they're constantly shuffling that offensive line. I feel like the Patriots never have a really, you know, uh, you know what I'm saying. Like uh, the continuity on their offensive line is not always the best, Mike. No. No, because and, and you don't you don't have to really pay hmm. attention to O line if you're Bill Belichick because Tom Brady's not there. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know, Tom true. Brady. I just, you look at what the Bucks did when Tom Brady got there. I mean, they drafted heavy. They they, they picked up uh, free agents on the O line. I mean, they they went full force for Tom Brady there. Bill Belichick, you know, he has a young asset there that has to learn under pressure anyway. So you know, I their their offensive line ain't gonna be what it was when Brady was there. That's that's just the truth. Yeah, it is true. It is very true. I think uh, Brady, you know, he masked a lot of the uh, inadequacies of a team. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I think Mac Jones is finding out a little bit of that because five touchdowns, five interceptions. I mean, he's a rookie, right? So you expect to have turnovers. But <clears throat> uh, like we said last week, Mike, Trayvon Diggs chomping at the bit. Again, he's ready. The mouth is foaming, drooling. He's ready to get out there. These guys are going to get out there after that ball again. I, I, I feel another turnover or two coming our way next next game. Well, here's the thing with Trayvon Diggs and the turnovers, dude. It, you know Micah Parsons wants that turnover. He got his sack, right? But you know Micah Parsons wants a turnover. Leighton Vanderesh looks like he's hungry for a turnover, right? Keanu Neal coming back. I expect Keanu to have a big game. Uh, in this game, I I really do. I think Keanu Neal might be the player of the game, and uh, on the defense side of the ball and on offense, I think Dak's gonna. I think I I think Dak is is gonna light it up, and I and I and I I really think TP is gonna have a really good game on the ground if they feed him. Yeah, no, you you make you make a good point about the ground game because. You know, they uh, they haven't faced a, a ground attack like us. <clears throat> you know, they've done okay job on, on run defense, but they haven't faced the one-two punch, you know, Thunder and Lightning with Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard. And the Cowboys are doing a really, really good mix of uh, sprinkling in Pollard, right, Mike? I think you and I didn't believe until we saw it because, like, oh, they say it every year. They say it. They're well, not going to do it. Finally, <laughs> they're doing it, right? So something clicked there, um, and they're they're finally utilizing Tony Pollard at the right moments. You're getting a fresh Ezekiel Elliott to really close it out as well. So it's not something these uh, defenders want to see, you know, barreling down the middle of the team with a big, hulky Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, the guy's a big dude, man. He hits you. <clears throat> you know what I mean? He's looking to run over you and hurt you. I mean, there's some players we've seen him hit that don't get up. You know, <laughs> if you're an injury-prone player, you don't want to tackle Ezekiel Elliott. You don't because you, you're not going to get up. And I, I love that. <laughs> I love that he's on our on our side, you know what I mean? Applying pressure. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing about it that I really love. That's something else I love about this team this year, Mike, is we're so physical, you know, dictating, you know, how we want this game to go. You know, we're going to smash you in the mouth in the trenches, and they're doing a phenomenal job so far, you know. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, no, I, April showers agreed. Uh, the, the, the speed element that Tony Pollard brings, the swagger that he brings, just the, the, the run, the, the yards after contact that Pollard brings. And Zeke, Zeke's hitting uh, the second level, too. And this is with the bad center. Uh, this is with Connor Williams. This is with Terrence Steele, right? Um, they're, they're, they're getting it in that run game, and it's really good to see. No, oh, yeah. It really, it's a beautiful thing to see. I love when we get the victory formation, the Landry shift. Yes. These goosebumps. I just love that. Mario Flores, I, I really like this comment, too, because I was thinking about this uh, just today. I will never underestimate Bill Belichick. He can game plan for a lot, and we'll need to stomp these fools. <laughs> but never underestimate Bill Belichick. Yeah, you're right about that, because it, what he's going to want to do is – and I always go back whenever you know we were playing with Romo and he, even some of the, the games with Dak. He, he, he's always going to take away your main weapons. <clears throat> but this version of the Cowboys is, you know, we just have so many of them. You know, it, it's it, like that defense is not very good. And how do you game plan stopping these guys? Because you just have so many, you know, errors here. Like pick your poison, right? Like if you stop the run, we can still light you up in the air, you know, like 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 we did with, with the Bucks. Now, ideally, that's not the kind of game we want to be in, but we can do it. The Patriots don't have the firepower to keep up with us, you know, if they want to they wanna play. If they want to party, we got it. B-Y-O-B. B-Y-O-B. Do you guys want to party? Yeah, um, I think a lot of, I mean, if you're on Twitter, maybe some of you guys saw that the one of the uh, radio guys over in, in on the Patriots side covering the Patriots said that, our defense is overrated. I just like, I'm just a man. Are you guys delusional? Like for real? Like, are you guys really that delusional to think the Cowboys defense is overrated? I think it's more, that's good for us because I think you get a little bit of, you know, that, uh, you know, that, what do you call it? The whiteboard material. Yeah. And uh, I think that's one of them. You know what I mean? These, these, these guys in Massachusetts up here in the new England area, think that your defense is overrated and it's not. It really isn't, man. It's not even about us being biased. Like, if you step away from it, you can't deny that all the turnovers we're getting, the pressure, the speed of this defense, Mike, this defense is looking really good, right? I mean, it is. I mean, you talk about Micah Parsons in the middle, Keanu O'Neill. You got KZ and uh, you got Curse on the top of there. You got Trayvon, the, the best corner in all of football right now, Trayvon Diggs. And you got a nice supplement to that in Anthony Brown. Um, mm -hmm. You got guys like Randy Gregory. You, you got guys, uh, Terrell Basham, they're getting pressures, and they're getting a lot of pressures. And I think, I really think Randy Gregory is going to eat. He had a, a, a two-sack game a couple of games ago. He went kind of stagnant against the Giants. They were kind of staying away from him. Um, but guess what, Mac Jones? You're a rookie. And you're going to feel the sports. Now, so that radio show over there, Tom Brady's gone. They're losing. They're not getting the clicks. They're not getting the views, right? That's what this is, Joe. This is their opportunity to shine, and how you shine is when you play America's team. They played five other teams, Joe, and you've never heard them talk like this, all right? This is a 4-1 and one Cowboys team, and you have to respect that record. You have to respect that record. 
Yeah, they have to. They, they have to do that. And I, and I wonder, I really do wonder at the end of the day what, what Bill Belichick's message is going to be. You know what I mean? He's he's kind of like uh, Bill Parcells. I mean, he, he he's a disciple of Bill Parcells, right? So it's going to be, it is going to be a physical game. I think they're going to try to match the intensity, but that's what, that's what the Panthers tried to do. You know, they knew that th- this was going to be a, uh, you know, a game that you have to match the Cowboys' intensity. The Giants tried to do it. We just outlast people. You know, we grind it out. Our, our bohemoths up front are just going to grind you out, and I, it, it's going to be it's going to be a, a blue a blue collar game. You know what I mean? It's going to be, you know, you have the blue collar mentality of Mike McCarthy. His philosophy is blue collar. You got the blue collar philosophy of Bill Belichick. Something's got to give. And it's gonna be them. <laughs> we're gonna beat them. I just, I really do feel that, that, that finally we're gonna beat the Patriots. They, they've they've owned us for a very long time, and um, I think that's another part here. It's gonna be another chance for the Cowboys. It's like, hey, it's time to turn the page on this. Let's go up there and get the win. Yes, one hundred percent. Joe, well said. That's what it is, bro. Like we we just gotta take it to these guys and just hit them in the face. And be you know relentless about it. You know what I mean? Like we definitely got to keep up how we did. You know, we saw Mike. Mc- I don't know if you guys saw, but Mike McCarthy said in his his after you know the uh, the victory speech was that uh, that's how you finish a game. He was proud of the guys how they finished the game, and uh, they did. You know that that's how you finish a game. Like you you stay on top of these guys, finishing strong in the second half. That pick six at the end. I mean, yeah. It's uh, that that's it. That's it. Like you you get the win and if you can go into the bye week Mike at 5 and 1, how good would that feel? Great. I'd be pumped, right? Because after the bye week, you get Michael Gallup back. Okay? After the bye week, there's a chance you get Tank back, I think. <laughs> there there's 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 you get a lot of pieces back. They might make a trade, right? They might 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 want to make. I don't know how you you could probably upgrade the defense. I know people want to upgrade center, but guys, he has to develop. He's a fourth round pick. That's a that, that's a Dak Prescott round pick right there. You got to let that guy develop and be his own. He has to get stronger. Uh, he has to get his feet underneath him. Give the guy a chance. Don't give up on him yet. But um, after this bye week, this team a five and one team with the week. NFC East, Joe, we're getting in that playoff bracket. We're getting, but let's eat, let's eat our candy, let's eat our bird, and we'll talk about that in December. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, that that's where it's at, right? You you go into the bye week five and one. Could have even have been six and zero if we would have, we would have, you know, finished off uh, the Buccaneers. But that's really when you saw uh, you saw the glimpse there in that Buccaneers game, you know, because they stuck it out through the whole game. You know what I mean? I think you saw the first, the seed there, a little seedling in that Patriots game. Although we lost, we were seeing the, the team sprout into something beautiful because we could have won that game. We should have won it, but they stayed very competitive. They didn't fold like they did under Garrett's. Garrett's team would have gone up there and uh, probably might have, probably would have got blown out or something. <laughs> Who knows, man? You just don't know. But the Garrett teams, you never knew what you were going to get. Year two under Mike McCarthy, you can you have a more confident feel to yourself as far as like, hey, you know, I feel like we can we can legitimately win this game. 
we will win this game. Like, I feel like that this year, Mike, and it's, I haven't felt like that in a very long time. No, 100%. Every, everybody knows if you watch my channel for a while, my brother, my blood brother is a Giants fan. And at 3 o'clock, I called them 30 minutes before, 20 minutes before the game. And I said, how about them Cowboys? You see that win? He's what are you talking about? We haven't played. I said, dude, we're going to put 40 on you, and you're barely probably going to scratch 20 points. I said, the game's over before it starts, baby. Looked ugly <laughs> in the first half, but we, we pulled away. But, uh, yeah, I've, I, I've had that same confidence, even when we played them nasty, stinking little giants. <laughs> yeah, man. I, that's what I say, man. It's like, hey, if, if, you're, if you're good – you know, do play like a good team and, and beat bad teams, and that's what that's what I wanted to see. That's what we did. The Giants are a bad team. I, I think they'll be better at the end of the season, but right now they're not a good team. So you gotta you gotta put it to them. You gotta put the screws to these bad teams. Patriots, it's gonna be a good test because Belichick, he's a good, he he's a he prepares the team really well. I don't think it's gonna be a blowout, but I wouldn't mind. <laughs> I wouldn't mind putting forty burger on these guys. I'll tell you that. So. And would I be surprised if if we did? I, I wouldn't because we're just so explosive on offense and defense, and defense, and that's that's been a big part of the success here is the defense getting after the quarterback. Randy Gregory having uh, a whole bunch of hurries pressures in that last game. Look for that again in this one. You know what I mean? Like I feel like he's going to have s- some success in here. Osa up the middle, Micah. I want to see some more Jabril the Steel Cox in here. I think you, I think they're gonna slowly work him in. You just you, know, can't, you can't pass on that speed, bro. You know what's crazy, dude? I forgot what number Jabril Cox wore because he's been on the sidelines forever. Yeah. And when I see him on special teams, I'm like, who the hell's number fourteen? Who's this big ass wide receiver? That's what I was thinking, right? <laughs> because he's wearing fourteen, right? And then he goes in there and he hits Dale Jones, and I'm like, oh, that's Jabril Cox. I mean, this dude looks like a big old, like a Mechatron-type dude, bro. Yeah. Yeah, he's 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 good, man. And, you know, there's always the one person that says he can't tackle. He didn't tackle at Louisiana. It's just a false narrative. He, he had a ton of tackles. Oh, he can't play the run, this and that. Like, dude. He plays the run. You've seen him play. Yeah, I just some of the narratives I don't even get into this discussion with people because, you know, maybe that's what you saw at at one point, but he's he hasn't been that here with the Cowboys, you know. Um, so to get him in the third round, fourth, fourth round, was it the fourth? No, no, he wasn't the fifth. Yes, he was. We got him in the fifth, Joe. Yes, sir, we did. We got him day three. No, Jabril the Steel? Was he fourth? Think. He's fourth or fifth? I want to say he was third. I mean, we had I'm going to Google him. it. Yeah, look that up. Mario, was it the fourth round? Confirmation? Yeah, fourth round, 115th pick. So fourth round, Steel. The reason why they call him Steel is because he had a higher grade, right? He was one of those players that was, that was falling in the draft. And you're like, man, Jabril is still there. You get him. Yeah, we were screaming for him. That's where that nickname comes from. You get the steal there, and he's playing the part there. You know what I mean? I think he's playing with a bit of a chip on the shoulder. 
but the more that you see him on the field, he's making more more plays. You know, he got that onside kick. Daniel Jones crashed into him, made him eat it. <laughs> but I mean, he, he was making all these plays in training camp in the preseason, so it's hey. hard to keep these guys off off the bench. You know, and for the people saying helmet to helmet, listen, he is a runner. Period. Yeah. And Daniel Jones led with the crowd in his helmet first. That's what it is, right? That play was he crashed into him, but Jabril was making a tackle. But Daniel Jones, you know, he's running with I mean he's like he played when you're running like that, you become a running back, so you can hit the guy. So I mean, there was nothing there malicious from uh at all. You know who I'm glad we didn't draft? Will Hernandez. Dude, I can't stand him. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of love for him uh, in the draft process. I think it was Will Hernandez was one of the names. Dude, uh, I, and he was. Really, he was one of the – dude, I am yeah. so glad we did not draft him. Dude, that, yeah, that guy, was, I'm surprised he ain't getting a personal foul penalty every game. Yeah, he's he's really turned into a, a really big jerk of a player. And they, they've, they've moved him around on that line too, so they – they just they can't find a spot for any of these guys. It's just a, a mishmash with that offensive line. But, guys, I think that's it for tonight's show. I really do appreciate everybody in the chat box. Make sure you guys hit that, that like button. If, if you think the Cowboys are going to win that game, hit that like button. If you don't, well, you know. Leave a comment. Leave a comment. If you don't think the Cowboys are going to win, <laughs> leave a comment. Why? Expose but, yourself. Leave yeah. a comment. Yeah. I like that exposure. Zone. Yeah, put it, put it on, put it out there. If you don't think we're gonna win, put it out there. But I, I do. I think we're gonna win this game. You know, second half. Too. Like I said, guys, if, while you're watching this game, if it's close for the first half, wait for that second half to to come around, and we're gonna we're gonna close them out. So um, I'm ready for the game, Mike. Sunday, 3:25 Central Time kickoff, 4:25 if you're on the East Coast. So. Um, I'm ready for it. Let's get the momentum. Let's get the win and take it into the bye week, Mike. Dang, I, I hate bye weeks, man. You just sit there on your couch on that Sunday, Monday, and Thursday, and you're like, damn. Yeah, I know, man. Those, yeah, bye weeks are dreadful. Mike, let everybody know where they can find you if they haven't already. Cowboys Corner right here on YouTube, guys. Cowboys Corner right here on YouTube, underscore Cowboys Corner on Twitter. Guys, give me a follow. Subscribe if you want. I, I post on there if you want to subscribe. But a lot of you already subscribed because I, I see the love in the comment section after every video. Come to Papa. Yes, yes, indeed, guys. But that's it for tonight's show, guys. We will catch you next Tuesday for the first report. Peace out, everybody. Enjoy the rest of your night. You put the Jerry Jones thing there at the end? Oh, yeah.